Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I am a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C. I am also a mentor to women in recovery from sexual assault, sexual abuse, alcoholism, addiction, divorce, and trauma. It is my hope that I can help other women through my experience, strength, and hope. You can learn more about me at MariaLeonardOlson.com. I'm also obviously a podcaster. I was a radio show host on WPFW until fairly recently on the only LGBT dedicated radio show in the nation's capital. It really fed my spirit. I did it initially to show support for my son who is gay, and I learned a great deal about the community and about myself. You can continue to learn about our work as the Inside Out Collective by looking at our Facebook page, which is called Inside Out LGBT Radio. The show continues and you can find it either as a podcast or online at wpfwfm.org. Or if you're lucky enough to live in DC or within 100 miles of DC, go to 89.3 FM. I also am an author. My last book is called 50 After 50, Reframing the Last Chapter of Your Life. I did a TED Talk that summarizes that book. If you Google my name or go to my website, you can listen to that TED Talk. I think it has the capacity to help a lot of people not feel so alone. And I also could use some more likes on that TED Talk because I'm applying for another one about my DNA discovery at age 53, in which I discovered that I am the product of a one-night stand. And I may be the only Filipino Ashkenazi Jew you may ever meet because the Philippines is the most Catholic country on the planet. So I will be giving a talk on identity at a conference in Denver in April, which is called Untangling Our Roots. Maybe you'll join us. I started this podcast four years ago because my work in the field of women in midlife brought me in contact with a many amazing, inspiring women whose voices I hope to amplify in my own small way. One of these women is, called, is named Siobhan Farr. She is the founder of Digital Nomads Beyond 50, which is a global resource network to inform and inspire location-independent aspirations for those of us in our late 40s plus. As a community, DNB50, which is what she calls her organization, creates connections throughout the world with others who currently travel and work remotely, or are planning to, or are simply curious about the digital nomad life. 
Siobhan left her Texas home, Dallas specifically, in 2020 to begin her nomad years. She was looking forward to adding new countries to the 34 countries she had already visited, but the pandemic locked her in the first destination of her six countries in six months itinerary. Her initial three weeks in Ecuador stretched into 13 months. As a result, she pivoted her plans and became what she calls an unintentional digital nomad. In search of others who are older location independents, coupled with her personal experience growing her own urban mosaics meetup, which she brought to 1300 plus members, led her to become the spark originator of Digital Nomads Beyond 50. DB, DNB50's online community is thriving. Siobhan turned her previous profession in corporate learning and development to organize and present the DNB50 virtual summit to almost 300 participants in June of 2021. This summit included 30 plus topics presented by 28 experts. In June of 2022, DNB50 launched its first Life Map Co-Live Work workshop in Medellin, Colombia. The focused yet fun retreat was aimed at explorer digital nomads planning to launch this type of life. This May, DNB50 will host the third annual Life Map, and in late July, DNB50 will host Connect Co-Live Work for experienced digital nomads. These are the first digital nomad co-live work events specifically designed for we older nomads. There's a link in the bio, in the show notes rather, that will bring you directly to a sign-up page for these events. Siobhan is truly a home-free digital nomad. She has no permanent base. Her home is wherever she lays her head on the pillow that night. From September to December of last year, she returned to Dallas to assist with in-person Medicare and Obamacare annual enrollment. The other eight months of the year, from various global locations, she served her clients in her day job via the internet. As a solo digital nomad in her 60s and a woman of color, Siobhan wants to inspire others to banish the belief that it's too late for us to reinvent ourselves. She likes to say, flip the page, the future is still unwritten. You can learn more at her website, which is digitalnomadsbeyond50.com. She also has offered to us a listing of her top three DNB50 podcast interviews, which are really amazing. You can pick up tips on how to be a digital nomad, what it involves, and various other aspects of the digital nomad life. 
She is the only woman I have found who specifically caters to the needs of those of us above 40. I am honored to have her on this podcast today. Welcome, Siobhan. Whoa, thank you, Maria. What a wonderful introduction. Thank you, thank you. And I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, we have limited time because in my study of podcasting, most people only lis listen to 20 minutes to a half hour. But I think anyone who's thinking about working away from their homes, even once, should learn about DNB 50. So what prompted you to start DMB 50? Well, it was rejection, actually. Mm. <laughs> it was a rejection. I found myself, as you mentioned, in Ecuador, and it was coming up to um, the annual uh, enrollment period for Medicare and Obamacare. And normally, typically, I come back to Dallas, where I, have li I had lived for 30 years. I'm originally from Belize, by the way. That's where I really call my home. I was in Belize <laughs> last year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had known this. Okay. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> okay. But uh, I know. I don't necessarily sound. It's funny. When I'm in Belize, they think I'm American. And then when I'm in other places, they just don't know where I am. So <laughs> I've never really fit in any place. But that's why. Oh. Oh, I can relate. Because, I because can I relate. Good reason not to fit in when I'm in a foreign country. I'm six feet tall <laughs> and bronze. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, you are beautiful. I am oh, so happy you. that we finally got to see each other face to face, at least by Zoom. Yes. Uh, so, so continue. As I found myself in Ecuador going into annual enrollment period, and I had been advised by my doctor as well as my rheumatologist not to come back to the United States, particularly not to come back to the hotbed of COVID at that time, Texas. And so I started, I worked up a digital marketing plan for myself and I set that out and started setting up the opportunity for people to connect with me on Zoom. Um, for these services. And I thought to myself, I guess I'm becoming a digital nomad at this age. And I, and of course, when after every, so at that time, I um, at least uh, went out there and I found out that there was such a thing as co-live co-works. And I thought, well, you know, when this is all over, I think I would really, there's one in Columbia and um, I won't give the name because uh, I think they're an amazing organization. They just they gave they gave me very good reasons why they have that age limit. So, but it's an internationally and very well known um, co live co work um, organization organizer. And I contacted them. I went to their website. They had some initial questions to start off, and one of them was, you know, please identify your age group. And I clicked on the on the last end of the scale, which was 45 plus, and got an automatic message saying, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, we are not quite yet set up for this age group. That is I ageism. That is illegal in yes, the US. It is, but to their defense, I think that they were really curious about me. I don't think that they had many people at that time hitting that button because they did go ahead and set me up 
for a Zoom interview because that would be the next state of interviewing people and getting to know people before they even apply to participate in one of the, their co-live cohorts. And that is something that is a best practice that I now incorporate myself. Um, and so during that conversation, they talked about, they said, they gave a very good explanation as to why they do have the age group. And I've actually now, that I started traveling myself and I've stayed in hostels as well as stayed in, I've done the whole range, hostels to luxury <laughs> um, places and luxury hostels in the middle of it. <laughs> and um, and it's wonderful energy being around some of the pups, as I call them, those, those who are in their 20s and 30s as digital nomads. But at the same time, I could also see where the value of um, of having a place of our own, so to speak, for those who are middle age, because, as I say, we party at this age. We just do it differently. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Right. So, um, so that's why I started Digital Nomads Beyond Fifty. Went out there. I had hoped and prayed that I would maybe attract at least 50, 500 people, 500 people to my, I knew what was going to be, uh, it seemed a very narrow niche in this world. And that I really just, because of AEP, annual enrollment period, I really wasn't able to get it started until, although I registered the name with uh, Facebook, I didn't get started until the end of January, beginning of February of 2021. And what all, as I said, I'd hope for 500. And this past week, we now have four, more than 4,000 members. It, it's, it really astonishes me. Congratulations. Um, you have, you, you identified a need and you filled it. And yes. that is a sign of a good entrepreneur. I'm really happy for you because this is needed. Thank you. And as, as you mentioned, identifying the need, need when I started hosting the CoLive co-works as in 2022 in Medellin, as people were signing up or at least trying to find out how to fit what was initially a four a four um week co-live because I was bringing it down to I was bringing it down to uh the minimum of your typical co-league co co-live co-work co-live co-work is uh is is a month to three months so I thought well this being our first one I'll bring it down to just um I'll bring it down to just uh one I'll bring it down to just one month and um with that uh we were only able to get like maybe fill half the rooms because that's when I discovered that majority of our members are people who are planning. I would say about 60% are people who are planning or curious. And then the other 40% are actively um, travel working. So that is when I went back into my background of corporate learning and development and developed the Life Map Workshop, which is what was delivered for the first time in 2022. So this year is going to be the third delivery of that. And we've tweaked it along the way. 
But that was once again, trying to fill the needs of my population. And um, I really, really enjoy doing it because I feel like I'm truly actively involved in helping these people launch this life because there are so many ways that somebody could be a digital nomad. You can't just take a course and say, okay, this is the track I'm going to take. You really need to create your own personal course. And a lot of times people don't have the time to carve out to do that. This retreat, eight nights, um, nine days, allows people to do that in a very fun but focused way. We have fun. We build community People can continue talking and communicating with each other even after the co-live, co-work. They create a supportive network for each other by just simply making their plans together and discussing their each of their individual plans. I'm sorry. I get so excited about, um, about what we do with the life map that sometimes it just... <laughs> No, there's Just, your enthusiasm is infectious. I mean, this is for some people, for many people, a scary endeavor to leave the comfort of their own home to explore the world. So yes, be enthusiastic about this. Show show the world, show my listeners why this is an amazing way to experience the world. Never apologize to me, at least, or my listeners about your enthusiasm. I'm, I am so thrilled to make your acquaintance because I too have spent uh, time abroad as a digital nomad and it will be embarking on it again um, in February, probably depending on my trial schedule, but definitely I'll be living in Istanbul in March for the month of March. It's one of my happy place cities. <laughs> Wonderful. Offline, we are going to collaborate on everything I should do in Istanbul and the environs. And that is what you facilitate, Siobhan. You help women and women of color like me find community, find resources, gain strength and connection so that we can continue forward in what feeds our passions and I would like to ask you, are you focused at all, because you and I are both people of color, on communities of color, or are is your focus broader than that, and why? Um, my focus is broader than that. Um, we do, as you mentioned, majority of the people who do participate in the life map are women. <laughs> I think it's because, you know, men, of course, they can do it on their own, right? <laughs> that is at least well, that they is, may like to, they may feeling. be socialized to think so. They are socialized yes. to think so, but so yes. are we increasingly so being right. socialized to know that we too are warriors. We too have the capacity and skills to do whatever we want. And we mm. have to continue to battle societal messages but it's there it's there and you are part of the strong voice telling women that you do not need a man to do whatever you want exactly exactly now we do have men who are members of digital nomads beyond 50 um but 
they are a smaller group, smaller population. It's clear, as I've seen. And you asked about um, as far as the the focus, whether it's broader than that or narrow, more narrow. I come from a very, very diverse family. Um, Belize, have you know, Belize, Jamaica. Um, I lived between the United States and Belize my first nine years. And then when my mother remarried when I was nine years old, I went to live on a dairy farm in upstate Pennsylvania. I wow. integrated, yes, <laughs> I integrated the elementary school, middle school, and high school uh, at, in Mansfield, Pennsylvania. I, from the time I was nine until the time I graduated from high school, I was pretty much the only child of color um, wow. in the school, in our school district. So I have grown, I come from a background that one, you know, my step family, it was Swedish American. And as life would have it, I grew up and I married a Swedish American wow. myself, not deliberately. I did not put that on my profile, my dating profile. We didn't <laughs> even have that. We didn't even have online dating when I met him in 1987. I met him at his dad's birthday party because I had known his dad and his stepmother for three years before I met him. But the fact is, is and also Urban Mosaic, Living in Dallas um, uh, and having a multi-ethnic child, uh, I was also looking for a social environment where she could interact with, you know, a lot of different children who were diverse. And so diversity, Urban Mosaic, that organization that you mentioned earlier in my bio. Well, can also, you explain what it is? Because I, I don't think the listeners <laughs> will know what that is. Okay. It was about bringing... I, as a part of my corporate training and organizational development background, I also taught in addition to executive development and, you know, and all of those regular programs, I also specialized in diversity training as well too, within Fannie Mae, which is the last corporate uh, company that I worked for, as well as when I went in and started doing my own consultancy on my own, I specialize in diversity. And one of the things that I noticed, at least in Dallas, Texas, is that where people may work together in diverse environments, they didn't necessarily have an opportunity to socialize beyond their very close circle, which tended, which tended to be people who were just like them <laughs> in so many ways. And so I started Urban Mosaic initially to have a place for my daughter to meet, you know, children who were also diverse, not necessarily multi-ethnic, but just of all different types of ethnicities. Cause at that time we were living in, you know, I called Wonder Bread Land in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> in the suburbs outside of, of, of Dallas, where we had built our home at that time. And so I started Urban Mosaic Rally initially for her. And then I discovered that people were, ne were not necessarily bringing their children with them. My daughter was probably the only one who used to show up. But it was designed to bring people, to give people the opportunity to socialize outside of their typical circle of friends. And the biggest compliment that I remember getting when I was, when I had Urban Mosaic, I, you know, um, 
when I started traveling full time, of course, I couldn't host two events a, year, a, a month, which that I was usually doing was we, we had a group at a restaurant and there were two gentlemen that were sitting at the table next to our group. And we had about 15 people. And I noticed because I was sitting at the end of the table, I noticed that they kept on, not that we were being loud and rowdy, but I noticed them looking down at our table. And at one point, one of the gentlemen, he said, so how do you folks know each other? Because I could tell that they were really curious. How did this group of people happen to be out for dinner? Clearly they're not all related. <laughs> and I explained to him what it was. And he says, wow, that is so amazing. And he said, um, do you expect, do you accept queer people? And I said, of course, come on down. <laughs> and they moved over to our table oh, and joined wonderful. the group as well too. I said, this is a group that is, you know, for people of, it's not about age. It's not about sexual orientation. It's not about, um, you know, ethnicity. It's not about disability or ability. It's about diverse people enjoying each other, but also creating a safe place to ask what I used to call the naive question. And that is a place where you can ask somebody, hey, do you know why, why do da 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 da? Because it's a burning thing about, a burning question for you that you've always wanted to ask somebody who's not like you, but you were afraid of offending them or whatever. Urban Mosaic was the safe place to come and ask those type of questions because everyone pledged to listen with ears that understood that the intention of the question was to deepen understanding, not to criticize, not to judge. Wow, we need these in every single city and town in the US, certainly, probably all over the world. I hope that, are you continuing your work on Urban well, Mosaic? I'm telling you, Digital Nomad, it was different. I could not continue hosting the events. That's why I closed Urban Mosaic after nine years. Um, the 2019, just before I was getting ready to start traveling full time in 2020. And so because I had ex I did an experimental run in 2018. I went to Amsterdam and to Budapest for four weeks and I found out that, yes, this concept of being able to do my work and, you know, um, serve my clients from anywhere does actually work. I did that in 2018, and then I tested it again with another four weeks in 2019 in South America and Argentina. And while I was there visiting my daughter during her study abroad, we also went to Chile and, and to um, Uruguay. And that re and then I also noticed that I had a fabulous place in Argentina that was a fraction of what I was paying for my loft apartment in downtown Dallas. And I said, you know, if I just, you know, sell off everything, <laughs> and even if I had to get a storage unit, which I did for, for the precious things that the few things that I wanted to keep, I could really save a whole lot of money and enjoy my life more because I'm traveling. Absolutely. Yep, That's I found the I... same thing. Everything was cheaper for me in Latin America last year and the year before. Everything, every single thing I did cost me less than what I spent in 
the Washington DC area. So that's another reason people should learn through DNB 50 how to do this and gain tips and community, which Siobhan Farr has created. I do encourage you though, because the work that you did with Urban Mosaic is so needed. And maybe even, even though we've come far in some ways in increasing diversity in various circles, we've taken a step back in my opinion with the Hamas-Israeli conflict yes. and other things happening in the world. So maybe someday you'll find a way to incorporate the tenets of Urban Mosaic within DNB 50. And I will push you to do it, Siobhan, because you will not get rid of me. As long as I am walking this earth, I am going to be bothering you because we have too much in common for and it you to be not, otherwise. I can't, Maria, I cannot... <laughs> Cannot, I cannot believe that there would be any time that you would become a bother to me. So well, I'm yes, going to push you. I welcome, you. I'm gonna I push welcome you. those pushes because we right. all need someone to push us. We all need someone to push us. <laughs> and maybe when you do incorporate Urban Mosaic into DNB 50, we'll do another show just on that because it is so important to me and to you and to many of us who are listening to increase mm -hmm. acceptance and understanding and connection among diverse populations. Yeah. And that is, why, yeah. that is why I had not made Digital Nomad. It was, it's not been just a particular ethnicity or particular all women. It has, I really want the best way that I can incorporate the divert, continue to build hopefully the diversity is by just saying these are people of all stripes who want to become a digital nomad as compared to just one ethnicity, et cetera. Yes. So mm -hmm. I hear you. That is the, I believe you took, made the right decision in so doing. I could talk to you for several hours, but as I said, at the beginning of the show, we only have a half hour and we've already extended over the half hour. Mm -hmm. And I need for myself to ask you the following question. What do you do, mm -hmm. Siobhan, to become your best version? One key thing that I have found that helps me on a daily basis, in addition to meditation, I meditate every morning and every night. I also, keep, I started keeping a gratitude journal and I, was just looking for a way to re to um, to remind myself of the good things that have happened in my life because at the at that time it was very difficult. I went through some very 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 dark days, particularly following my divorce and having to rebuild my life after that. Um, but. One of the things that I found keeping the gratitude journal is that when I look over, now it's in digital form because I found a wonderful app called the, you know, the gratitude app. It's amazing. I've actually, I'm actually a beta tester of all things. Mm. I never thought that at this point in my life, I'd be a beta tester for new um, parts of the gratitude app is that as I look back and especially since now that it's in digital form, it's. Um, that I have a gratitude app that's uh, that's in, it's five years old and in digital form is I can use a search feature 
to find different things. I have found that I'm able to go back. I found it's easier for me to forgive myself um, for missteps that we all continue to, as long as we live, we continue to make missteps. I found myself true, to, true, to true. myself because of the fact that I can look back and I say, wow, that seemed like a disaster then, but you recovered from there. I found myself able to forgive others as well um, by reviewing and recording and my, the things that I'm so grateful for. I found myself, I also like that with this particular gratitude journal, I'm able to drop in photographs. So it be, also becomes a, a little scrapbook of events. It is wow. truly. And not only that, this is why I'm so proud of, of as far as being a beta texter, because I have been involved with them. They now, they also have, um, a couple of years ago, you can put your vision boards <gasps> on incorporated into this app as well too which is amazing i took a vision i took the pages of the vision board that i created back in 2010 um uh yeah it was 2010 and took i, I realized i can't carry this around with me and i took photographs of it and now i was able to put took those photographs and plop them in and put music behind them and you know and all of that for those people who use affirmations you could also create your own affirmation storyboards as well too so that's what i do i i that is my best tool for working towards being my best self because it incorporates everything the meditation um the vision boards and the gratitude journal in one place. And it's portable. It's right on my phone. Is it a, a pink icon that looks like a yes, little, heart? A little flower? Yes. yes. Oh my yes. gosh, people, yes. you are all going to want to get this app. It's free. It's called gratitude hyphen journal prompts. And yes. they should pay you, Siobhan, for being an ambassador for this because <laughs> I, I know I'm about well, you know to what? I'm signing up right now. I'm gonna send I'm going to send Pratesh the 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 the, uh, the, the record the, the link to this recording when it comes out. And I say because uh, as a beta text, tester, I'm still paying. There is a paid level, which I now am on the paid level. And I'm going to say, I think that I should at least get my my annual $25 uh, membership comped. Absolutely, <laughs> for, you for should. Promoting, for promoting. It is, the, there's a free level and then there's a, you know, a paid level. So, um, but uh, I was on the free free level first and very quickly decided that I, I, I think it was, I wanted to add more photographs. On the, I think on the free level, it's just one photograph a post and on the page you can add five <laughs> wow it, it looks fantastic thank you for introducing us to this amazing resource oh, sure so I, I have to let you go on your your own way and I need to go prepare for a trial but I encourage mm -hmm. all of you to sign up for her the dnb 50 third annual life map which is going to be held in May in Medellin, lovely Medellin. And you 
can either go to the link in the show notes, or I would recommend all of you go to Digital Nomads Beyond with the number 50.com and look at the show notes and through her website. You can also link to the registration pages for her events, to her private Facebook group, to all the things that this amazing woman is putting into the world. So thank you, Siobhan. And join us again next week for another amazing- Thank you so much, Maria. Oh, thank you for the light you put into the world, Siobhan. I will be meeting you on the road. And I hope I'll meet some of you listeners. Consider becoming a digital nomad for a week, a month, a year, and come meet Siobhan and me on the road to happy destiny.